0: Episode one of Caleb vs. Self. Today, I talk with Cyril about his life and experience in the United States Army and his project that he's working on, Party Unified. Uh, we had a great time. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. All right, cool. It is recording. So, first and foremost, I want to thank you for coming all the way out here from Buffalo on Veterans Day. On Veterans Day couple of uh, couple of veterans uh, on Veterans Day just talking just in general. So the first thing I want to start with straight up is your kind of your brief timeline of what you did in the Army, what what time you spent, and where you were overall.
1: 2011, September, I walked in, well, August, September, I walked in the recruiting office and um, just basically told them I wanted money for, I, I did say this to the recruiter, I, want, I wanted money for school. And I don't want to be combat, so. <laughs> so you start there. Um, took the ASFAB. Did did they would do like Thursday meetups? I don't know if they did that. You know, I know you were before me, but so
0: for me it was in high school. So is it was a different? Oh, it's a little different. Yeah, because yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was kind of like a not high school grifter recruit kind of, which is like <laughs> a little different if you remember. It was like who you yeah yeah. Yep. Um, took the ASVAB. Did all right. Um, they told me I could be a thirty five golf, Intel imagery satellite analyst of some sort not combat cool good to go so shipped out of niagara falls in 2013 april so hold on
0: you went to the recruiting station in 2011
1: 2012 sorry 2012 okay. yes 2012 okay. and then 2013 so six months it took to leave and then 2013 again not a high school because high school you could just leave right away but um and i feel like maybe long time ago you could leave right away but no i had to wait six months left out of niagara falls went to fort still so for itself for basic training. Um the worst part of basic training. I'm just going to pick key things that I think about as I go through the timeline. I'm going to go through the whole thing not too long. Yeah, yeah. The worst part of basic training is in processing. Funny enough. Uh did you feel <laughs> that way? Um well, you had a no. different one. <laughs> no, I think in processing was
0: was rough because it was the first exposure to somebody telling you how to live your life.
1: It's also, yes, it's also anticlimactic. You have this idea of what yeah, you're about to walk true. into, and you sit there for a week and you do nothing. It's not like I don't, you come right off What happened, right what off the happened to you again? You, something happened a bit. Did you restart, or did you have to get no, held no, back no.
0: In, no. in process? No, no, no. For me, in processing, the shock was watching people going through a drug and alcohol withdrawal
1: oh i do remember that and i
0: specifically remember this one guy he was from texas i think he was Oh, that's a
1: small nugget but a good one
0: it, well it, it was it was a struggle so i'm, I'm 17 years old fresh mm-hmm. out of high school mm-hmm. and when you join the army at least from my perspective you think you're joining the army with a bunch of 17 year olds nah no not at Again, that time doesn't have to be a high school these like me, <laughs> right 2006 2007 was mm. the height of the surge so there was waivers for everything. Ooh, so as long as you had all of your limbs, you weren't blind or deaf, and you didn't have a transmittable disease, you could get in. Yeah, Crimes didn't matter. Addictions didn't matter. Nothing. So when I first got there, the average age of people was probably like 22, 23. And that doesn't sound very old. But when you're 17 and these people have already fucked their lives to the point where they're in yeah, the army. They, yeah, yeah. So, in this particular case, I go to the bathroom. This is, like, day, the second night. It's, like, midnight. I go to the bathroom, take a piss, and I'm leaving, and I realize there's a guy in there, and he's in the hand sanitizer, trying to water it down a little bit with, like, sink water and drinking it. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he's trying to get over his, like, withdrawal from alcohol. So, that was, like, my brief experience yeah. in, in in processing and, and
1: i do remember the first night being restless when everybody's laying there and you're supposed to like go to bed yeah i do re- remember restlessness and and the general restlessness is why i assumed oh yeah that's a good nugget that's i would have never thought of that but like you actually saw someone so that's i don't think we ever i think someone tried to drink um listerine or something like that i don't i don't I remember. think that's pretty common yeah oh all. for sure it is yeah. oh no doubt no doubt that's I, I, i'm not sure that's common for like underage people so like trying to get drunk and they're dumb you know
0: yeah, it's different when you mm. see what you would consider at the time to be a grown man literally true. trying to get rid of the shakes, true, because he's having severe withdrawals. Yeah, especially when and you're people die from. Especially that. when you're
1: seventeen, you're like, people, "Oh my god!" Right, and people die from that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So that so, was in processing for me. But yeah, it, other than well, that, what
1: happened? Didn't you get sick or some shit like that? That's why I brought that up. Like, oh, that was in. I was in basic training. That's right. We were
0: in the cycle at that point. And you I didn't get recycled gotten, though, right? No, 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 no. I had gotten uh, strep throat. That's right. But I didn't want to go to sick call. Because you can't be a set-call ranger. If you're a set-call ranger, you're, you're screwed yes. for the rest of the yeah. basic training
1: cycle. I don't think they'll ever be able to get rid of that mentality. That's always going to sit there in the military. For sure. There's no way. So yeah, I waited so
0: long, going. though, that I was sleeping on... So in basic training, you had to do your own laundry. And we had a laundry room at the end of the barracks. I was sleeping on the uh, dryers to be warm. Because I was shivering. I was dead ass cold. Mm. We go to the chow hall the next morning. I break formation and puke my guts out all over the front of the d And drill sergeant was like, get the fuck out of here. What is wrong with you? You're obviously <laughs> fucked up. So right? I go there. They're like, hey, your kidney is about to explode. We need to get you to the hospital. So they got me over to the hospital, got my temperature down, got everything all squared away, got my meds for strep throat, went back. And the drill sergeant for the rest of the time was like... You're, I, I, get what you're doing, but don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah, you're being an idiot. They know
1: what you're doing, and they kind of support what you're doing, but they're gonna say the right thing and, like, they they feel the same way. So,
0: <laughs> that was a big one for me. In I think
1: knowing who you are, it's always a, a, if you continue on, is always discretion in the military, no matter what it is. I think you're a good person and they probably knew that they probably gave you a little bit more leeway to come back. Some people would get recycled and especially ranger school stories. I would hear, I did not go to ranger school, but some ranger school. stories. I would hear like just people getting recycled for, you know, no re- you know, just like they shouldn't have been, but like they didn't like them or this person was liked, wasn't the greatest pushed them through. <laughs> so it's, so let's take a crappy. step back because That's now you're like,
0: talking about ranger school. You were in a ranger regiment. Yeah, you just never got the chance to go to Ranger School Correct. because you ended up getting out early. And well, not early, Fair. but you finished your contract. Let's, How oh, did yeah. you get into the Ranger Regiment? Yeah, let's, let's keep talk going. Let's that. keep going.
1: Let's keep going. One more thing I want to say about Basic. I want yeah. to hear what you thought about this. Not physically demanding, mentally demanding,
0: mentally destructive.
1: Correct. Correct. Oh, better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I, way I'll to tell you it. a quick
0: story. I remember being in the smoke pit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's raining outside. It's gross. You're covered in mud. Every single drill sergeant has apparently slept with your mom or Mm -hmm. beat the shit out of your dad or every single Mm -hmm. thing in the book, right? Mm -hmm. They're screaming and yelling at you. They're just trying to break you. And I remember doing push-ups and I'm looking over to my right and this kid's doing push-ups right next to me. I have no idea who this kid is. Never Mm -hmm. met him a day in my life. This is early on. This is the second day. This is the next morning from when you're in, right? Which you only slept for like two hours because they keep messing with you, right? right. Mm -hmm. We're doing push-ups. I remember looking over (laughs) him and for some reason just start laughing hysterically. Like, I'm high as a kite, and all of a sudden, I can do every single push-up perfectly. It's like, I I was broken so quickly that I realized where the next ceiling was, but your brain is just, like, laughing hysterically, and I just, I've never met this kid a day in my life, and we're just cackling. Yeah. Like, two little schoolgirls doing push-ups, getting the shit beat out of you. Right.
1: There's not, the way that society's built these days, there's not too many things Where you're in a situation where you're completely under someone else's control, where you're forced to just operate outside of your comfort zone in almost every single way. And so I think that gets you to that state, right? Yeah, of course. There's nothing in the real world that gets you that, like... Did you have any of those, like, breaking points in basic? Oh, yeah. So... (laughs) Oh, in basic? Yes. Well, my my issue is more with people. Okay. My issue is more with people. It It would never break out into a fight or anything, but... So a big part of the way I see things in life, a big part of the way I want things to be in life, which I'll never be, is fairness. Okay. And there's so many things in basic, whether it be, you know.
0: Fire guard shit. Well, I would
1: would sell stuff and I would um, take shifts. What do you mean you would sell stuff? Like Like candy, like Skittles. and, And it would get to a point where people get so hot about things. If you don't pick someone to sell to, by the way, <laughs> Supply and demand in these markets is amazing, <laughs> but it gets to a point where like you're, you know, you, you you're like, all right, I'll sell you Skittles, and someone else gets mad, or like just just you're you're in such a state for uh, like a month or two, especially in the beginning, everybody's just on edge, and so my my issue was never with what was going on; it was always with other people breaking down under what was going on and causing pain for everybody else. I'm just like, stop, like, so you, you got to cut that shit when out. When did like, you get? To they're the point, trying to do this, and you're doing it.
0: When did you get to the point so. where you had where you could have Skittles and shit?
1: Oh, that's probably phase two or three. That's probably... Because they're in the MREs. They're in the MREs at the time. At the time, they were. Really? Yeah. We did, I don't there remember were Skittles any of that shit. Are there different kinds of MREs? I don't know. You're making me think there might be. The kind I don't that, remember. The only thing we If you're like I Combat remember. Basic, they give you just like dirt and bricks. And if you're not, <laughs> they're like, you know what? We need you to finish. So we're going to give you some I Skittles from time to time.
0: I only remember the shitty gum, the shitty Trident looking gum that would yes. make you poop
1: yeah but it was gross allegedly yeah it was yeah, terrible because it,
0: it would dissolve instantly oh yeah you get skills yeah
1: but yeah so selling fire guard shifts and stuff like that too
0: fight so fire guard was a big one changing people's laundry in the middle of the night was a big one mm. people would pay like hey can you make sure my yep. shit gets dragged yeah. before everybody else's for little... five extra bucks during fire guard um,
1: especially doing things for others that you won't do for others so then those people get mad at you like the fire guard stuff for yeah sure. yeah so um anyways So, I finished that in June 2012, and I went to Arizona for AIT training. You had something called... OSET. Oh, yes, for... One Station Unit Training. Yes, and and so does Infantry, and so, right? So, but I have AIT, so I go to AIT. It's for seven, eight months. Um, I won't say too much about it. Um, The biggest thing is I turned 21 there, and I got to go to Tucson, which was dope.
0: Tucson, okay.
1: Yeah, which is dope. It's just, like, cool to to have something like that happen in a place that like I was only there for seven months and I've never been, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, it's just kind of cool, kind of cool. Um, and then the big story at AIT is probably halfway through we get range of recruiters that come and, um, Friday afternoon they come to our final formation and they're doing a trial over the weekend cause, um, it's a uh, selection unit right Right. so they're like well we always try people out before you even go to selection just to make sure that you're someone that's quality whatever so our first sergeant is good friends with the guys that came into town knew them really well so our first sergeant asked for volunteers nobody volunteers so our first sergeant gets really pissed and starts making people push Mm-hmm. until somebody volunteered. I was the first one to volunteer. I've told the story before, said I was the only. I don't think that's true. I was the first one to volunteer to end the suffering because okay. someone had to. Right. Or else nobody had a weekend kind of a thing. You know how this goes. And then I think a couple other people did as well. But I don't remember. That's that's foggy. Sure. These memories get fade-y, So, But I remember I was the first one to at least end the suffering. Be like, fine, I'll do it. I, in my mind, I, I didn't care. So again, so my mentality with the army really quickly was money for school. Right that was it i I wasn't trying to make a career i wasn't trying to you don't say that when you're in you know that but that's not that that wasn't my goal so i said okay let's end the suffering i'll probably fail this weekend that's how my mind is i'm better with it these days but i'll probably fail this weekend (laughs) and we'll move on so i go on the weekend pull-ups five mile run the whole gambit push-ups whatever um iq test it was pretty wild I think it's the only time I've ever taken an I, an actual IQ test. What did it come out to you? I don't, they don't tell you. You just submit it and they, 12? Probably. <laughs> came out to be communism. Yeah. Not even a number, <laughs> not even a number. But um, yeah, I passed everything and they really needed, I do remember them really needing, needing my MLS. Like they needed my MOS. and they were like, I remember going that morning and they were like, any 35 goals? And I was, again, I don't think I was the only one, but there was a few of us. I was the only one that passed for sure. And like after I or a few of us raised our hands, they were just like, "We really need you. Don't fuck this up." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like typical army like encouragement. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, don't fuck it up. Like, oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I passed, and then I, um, I passed. Everybody else in my class at AIT goes to Korea. Which, looking back, I didn't. I'm glad I didn't go to Korea. It would be it would be a, its own unique experience, like turning 21 in a random place. But I'm glad I didn't go to Korea. So, um. So, at, at the end of December 2012, I go to Georgia. Fort um, Benning, right. Fort Benning, yep. So, I get to Fort Benning, and I get there after the holidays. So, I went home for two weeks. I graduated, I went home for two weeks, and mm-hmm. I came back. Which most people during the year, when they graduate AIT, that's not how that works. Right. So, but was that
0: the recruiter incentive program that you got to do?
1: No, I didn't do that. But so, I remember that. So
0: for me, I had. I that. didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I was not Ooh. a dirtbag in basic training. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and they let people who had, you had to have, I think it was at least a 270. You had to have shot expert. And you had to have a drill sergeant recommendation to get this. I think it was called HARP or something like that. But you got an extra two weeks. And during that two weeks, you went to top, the station. You would go and help yeah. the recruiter recruit more um kids to to join the army right. which i didn't do at all.
1: Uh Well, let's be clear. You knew your recruiters very well. Again, the high school recruiting process versus the rando process is very different. You got to know those guys. Well, it's
0: more than that too. It's also that was during the surge. So recruiting oh, true. was A1. Yeah, you know, right. They were right. really pushing buttons to make excuse me, to mm-hmm. make stuff happen because the Iraq war was really popping off mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Um so I went back and I didn't do shit. I would stand around you the mall. you would go there though yeah, I would go to the station yeah, I would hang out there for like four hours sure. we would go to the mall or we would go to one of the high schools in the area and I would stand there next to the desk and you know if somebody asked me a question I would answer it and that was it you know I remember specifically getting in trouble with the first sergeant of recruiting because me and this other kid were at the mall and I was looking to buy you a birthday gift and I bought you this green champion hoodie zip up hoodie real thick um hoodie and i remember it because i bought myself a gray one and i still have it today upstairs and you gave that to me you probably did yeah yeah it was green because i was like i'm not getting this motherfucker green bay shit but i'll get him yeah, something green yeah for green huh. bay but i remember it vividly because sure. that was the first time i had been legit chewed out by somebody other than being in basic training
1: what happened they yelled at you What'd in you the do? middle of the
0: mall with Knife hand and everything in the middle of the mall, just fucking tearing me. What out did you
1: me. do? Did you say I missed it? I was supposed to be recruiting people, oh, and I was yeah. fucking shopping. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, so the they they didn't have they weren't complicit in you not recruiting. You just that you just like they they like you were with were you with rocks? Were you no no did no? They no. Expect I was with you with another so?
0: kid. Who also and they found got the you, program yeah, and Rox yeah, was okay. like, it, I I can't remember if it was him or somebody else, but they were like, we're gonna go to the mall and see if there's any dirtbags at the mall that want to join the army. Mm-hmm. Was essentially the attitude. Sure, and they're like, <laughs> hey, you guys go that way, because yeah. their thought was maybe if I have two new guys, they'll maybe they'll be a bit more excited to show off their uniform. And I'm a fucking PFC. No, it's not a bad
1: recruiting tool. To say, like, I just finished basic. It's not bad. You can, too. Like, yes. That's fine. True. Yeah.
0: Except we weren't doing that. We no, I know. I know. Up. <laughs> yeah, right. We were
1: in uniform, too.
0: Right. It wasn't like we were in civvies or anything.
1: So, when I came back, so you, that's that's what happened to you after basic, but it wasn't holidays, right? I don't want to be clear about this. It wasn't the holidays.
0: I graduated, it would have been November. So, for me, I joined, technically, I joined in 2006, the the right. summer of my senior year. Right. Had to do my senior year. Um, did my senior year and went to basic training like two weeks after graduation. Maybe
1: less. Um, oh, was that timeline. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And then f- for us, it was OSAT training. So it was July till I think it was November. October or November is when, when I <clears> came so back. So no, it wasn't holidays.
1: The reason I said that is because mine lined up with the holidays. What happens on the holidays? Most of the Army goes home. Jesus Christ. Like it's the holidays. So... I go, I, f- I fly into Fort Benning to go to, and actually there was so much confusion because they hadn't sent a lot of 35 golfs. That's why they were hurting. They hadn't sent a lot of these MOSs to Rangers. like, And Rangers haven't had in- intelligence for, maybe now it's been a while, but it, you know, it hadn't, it's 2012. Like They hadn't had the ARMIC, Ranger Military Intelligence um, Company, for a long time. So, so that used
0: to be just like an attachment. To it used to, they would just they like would borrow deploy? from
1: turds and be gotcha. like, "Give me your intelligence turds." Gotcha. Now they wanted their own intelligence turds. So there was just a lot of confusion about what I was supposed to do, and like I had orders that said go to airborne first. But what for what what the people at Fort Wachuca didn't know didn't realize because they don't send people a lot is you're if you go to if you go to Ranger Regiment and you weren't going to go to airborne. You were just going to go to wherever the f the army wanted you. They're not going to send you to airborne first. Why? They're not going to let you get your airborne wings if you fail RASP, and then they're going to send you to a regular army unit. They're not going to oh, do it. Oh, gotcha. So I show up in the middle of the night after the holidays. So it's already chaotic. Nobody's there. There's one person at the airborne. One guy in the staff whole duty. airborne complex. One guy on <laughs> staff duty. And I'm like, bro, it's this is late at night. I'm like, bro, where do I go? I just came from Atlanta in the army transport van with by myself, like this must be 11 12 at night this is the middle of the fucking night man nobody's up nobody's there so he was like dude i don't know what to do he's like i don't know where you're supposed to go you're not in the next airborne class you're not he's like i see your orders you're not in the next airborne class You're not on the list. like i don't you're early you're like he's like i don't know i don't know what to do sleep in the airborne barracks for the night whatever like all right whatever <laughs> and you know you've been in the army you know this is not how things happen there's very like this is where you go this is what you are told to do there's never ambiguity there's yeah. never ambiguity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, what the heck? So I stay in the, the the barracks that weekend actually, it was the weekend. And um I remember that Sunday airborne – well actually that weekend airborne recruits started to come in. I was early by like the day before, like the night before, but they came in that Saturday or whatever for the next class, the first mm-hmm. class after the holidays. And so that Sunday, I remember do you remember watching um you remember when the Ravens won the Super Bowl? This is this is 20 this is 2013. T- you remember when the Ravens was won the Super with, Bowl? That with uh, Ray so, Lewis. Yeah, team. and okay. Joe Flacco. So yeah, yeah, on yeah. their run, there was this improbable play against the Peyton Manning Cowboys where they were down, they were going to lose the game. Flacco hail Mary's the ball. Was it Cowboys? It, or De- uh... No, it was Denver versus Ravens in the playoffs before oh, they got gotcha. to the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. And it's like the highlight of that run. I didn't know too much about football. <laughs> so I, I, anyways, I just remember that Sunday was that weekend. That's why it's crisp in my mind. I'm down there and watching with these, you know, football with these airborne recruits that weekend. Blah, blah blah. And it's January, so it's, you know, playoff football season. Come Monday, they figure me out. They ship me over to Rasp. Well, Rasp wasn't starting. They have longer cycles in Airborne, right? They weren't starting till even further down. So they throw me in some random room for a week. I was in random rooms living on my bag for like two weeks, which which we've all done in the army from for like days at a time, but this was a long time. Like, you know, so it was just really weird. Um, and as I was as I was writing thinking about us talking about this, that's it, the first time I thought about it since then. I was like, oh my god, like I remember how like strange that was. And so then I go through so um, then I start Rasp. I can't even remember when I started Rasp, but um But So Rasp
0: is the was, entry program for like for a ranger, no better word for Ranger Regiment. Yes. To get and, this we'll regiment. Get into, yes. and this is where we'll get into this is not... where we'll get into
1: the separate Ranger School and gotcha. RASP, yeah. Okay. So you can be in Ranger Regiment. And there are an astounding amount of people, not just in the military, in the army, that don't quite understand this. You know, it's not astounding. You're not in a new unit, whatever. But you you can be in ranger regiment and you don't have to have a tap. Right. You don't. Um they have a lot of privates and specialist turds. You always need turds to do the turd work, so they they have those. And sometimes they'll send people who are exceptional straight to Ranger School, but the only time they do that is if they've been in the army for a time and then they join the regiment. Like they're never gonna send a, a straight private right never. out of basic. Training. I don't care how much they trust you. They are <clears throat> just not. Especially after rasp. Um, right. Yeah. So. So that is a clear distinction. And really quickly, too, I read this article before I get into it. I read this. Uh, it's is stupid, y'all. But I read this article. Um, there was some uh, controversy. I can't remember who it was. They were running for office this year. Oh, the you Ranger. You saw yeah, it. Yeah, I did. You I did. Uh, it. cracked that? me up. Yeah, Google it. I'm going to Google it, yeah. Google it, Jamie. Anyways. Um, no, but yeah, like.
0: Was it a congressman? It
1: was. I, I don't I don't remember. But anyways, the, the point of it, the story was going to be, um, yeah, someone claimed that they were an army ranger. Well, they had the tab. They weren't in the unit. And if you ask any person who's not an asshole, the tab is harder to achieve <laughs> than the <Right>. scroll. <laughs> For sure. Like, this isn't, I mean, the scroll is not easy to achieve, but it's not ranger school. Like, it's not. So, yeah, yeah. Um, curious to hear what it is it's
0: uh it looks like this is from the washington post uh it was a new hampshire senate candidate cory corky Messen. his name's corky corky messner
1: his name's corky corky interesting <laughs> my name's cyril so whatever part, part of the voiceover
0: at <laughs> here it says as an army captain and ranger during the cold war he led our men in our
1: battle against socialism socialism <laughs> i wonder uh Actually, you know what? No, the Vietnam War was fought over communism. So that's fair. But I was about to say, what kind of like that just sounds like a campaign. Like, I fought socialism. Like, did you actually like fight? Like, (laughs) no, you did not. (laughs) So it says the facts here, simply put, there is the Ranger
0: School and there is the Ranger Regiment, a special operations unit. Anyone in the military can attend Ranger School whether or not they've served in the Ranger Regiment. Correct. And that's, I think, the distinction was if you can get your tab, but did you ever serve with. Uh, what is uh one of the uh, battalions yeah one of the yeah. battalions
1: yep and um if you want to achieve leadership in Ranger regiment you must have tab there are a few people who don't and they're bitch boys to everybody else in their mind i'm not kidding like it is
0: so they're the they would it's a mentality the, you know they would be the the second or first lieutenant is there the an s one there the, yes
1: colonel they're in the or, supply yeah 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 Yep. And I and I and I and this is my opinion. Never name names. Just sure. what I observe. Sure. My opinion is there were a lot of guys who not even not even were too lazy to achieve the tab, but wanted to stay in the unit. But like maybe we're older, maybe we're and they invested a lot of time and identity into who they were and being a part of this unit. And even though they couldn't achieve the tab, they they would fight tooth and nail to stay. And, and look, at the end of the day, if you fight tooth and nail to stay at a unit, a lot of times you can because if they can just find a place for you and I can forget about you, that'll happen. It can. Um, and we're not talking about lazy people. We're talking about people who do love their job and they're good soldiers. They just for one reason or another they can't get through Ranger School, but they want to be in Ranger Regiment. But they're but they're an E six. Sure. How do you do that when you don't have a tab? So yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's just it's just interesting. You know, But so thing.
0: that leads me to my next question is that yeah. if, in order to be in the regiment, do you have to go through RASP? Yes. Regardless. Regardless. So you could, everybody have, a tab. There. You could have a
1: tab and have to go through RASP.
0: So everybody there has been through a minimum yes. RASP. Yes. Okay.
1: Yep. And at one point it was RIP, it was three weeks. Okay. Ranger in processing, I think it stood for. And then it went to RASP, which is eight weeks. So uh, you did RASP. RASP? Yes.
0: Then did you go to
1: Airborne? Yes. After. Like immediately after? Yep. Okay. Again, the way that I got, I wasted so, the Army wasted so much time training me for what it got out of me. For sure. <laughs> because because the confusion that whole year of 2013 because of not a lot of 35 golfs going there. Honestly, even 35 golfs going there, like you get a certain type of person in Intel, not all of them, probably less of them will make it through a, a RASP program than an infantry guy, right? Let's not get ourselves. So sure. there's just there was just a lot of confusion of like, you know, what, what's supposed to happen? How do we get your orders? So after RASP, I had to wait a while to get airborne orders. The rest of my class went to airborne first, and I had to wait. Because because if you don't follow, th- y- and you know this, everything in the military is so static in one path, if, if your route goes outside of it, everything's broken. <laughs> yeah. We can't find your orders. What are you doing here? People like,
0: don't know who you are. They yeah. What the hell are you so doing So all these here.
1: infantry guys that march into RASP and airborne and go, no problem yeah but like you're like who are you like so it was just it was interesting um but yeah i did go through airborne airborne is so easy like it's funny it's funny growing up i know i say a lot of tidbits i'm sorry but here's another one it's no, funny it's okay. growing up and especially band of brothers i loved okay oh. do you like that show Good yeah show. yeah yeah. you have this like idea of what airborne school is right and, and this is this way in a lot in life you have this idea you're just like oh it's so hard what a badge of honor no <laughs> <laughs> no. If you can unfearfully get out of the plane and land and walk in, you will pass airborne school, okay? Sure. It's not a selection at all anymore. It's just you know, I don't know why it's they a, have airborne it's, it's school. It's gone from a selection to a certification. Correct. I don't know why they have airborne school. I truly who air, who has airborne in anywhere? Since well, they have Since they Vietnam. They have Even in these, Vietnam? I think they did one jump in Iraq. I
0: think there was I, one I believe jump I believe in Iraq. One. I believe one. I believe there was only one. <laughs> I believe it um right <clears throat> and look I, I think the biggest thing about schools though is and you mm-hmm. know well i don't know if you know this Go ahead. when you get to your when you get to the board to become a sergeant e5 or e6 when you start going through that process i, you never, have to get, I never went through that process so. you have to get points mm-hmm. so your pt scores were yes so i do points. know that yeah doing airborne doing air assault ranger yes. pathfinder and you're on and this big ass list right of, of everybody in the army tons of points yeah, right it, it,
1: and you can jump over them correct right Yep. yep. So for me
0: to go from e five, from e four to e five, I had got it a little quicker than everybody else that I had come in with. Why? So they were because still of who
1: you are? Or because they afford you opportunities for points?
0: Well, sure, but because I had excellence in cavalry, I was the only person. So you know how there's an eib. Oh yes. There technically is an okay. excellence in armor and excellence in cavalry, and you have to go. Through oh, I did a not know that. Holy shit! Because it's not. It's not. Nah, it's not as deal. well known. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's the same exact thing, pretty much. Like, you've got to show weapons proficiency. You have to be athletic. There's so many awards. There's plenty we don't know. Tons. But yeah, yeah. The only reason why I got it before everybody else did was because I was the only one who could pass excellence in cavalry or excellence in armor.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: that's why I think those schools Curious, what does that
1: take? Do you mind, mind, like, getting that excellence? the same thing as excellence in infantry. yeah
0: shooting weapons proficiency land Mm. nav being able to call for fire okay yeah okay uh, covering concealment you know for for cavalry you have to be able to set up get your nine line in (laughs) (laughs) no i I got you though it's the same process and then at the end of it you do a 20 mile ruck march or you know whatever it is to Mm -hmm. see who falls out you get smoked the whole time yeah they'll ask you questions yeah you know hey can you recite ar670-1 You know, bullshit like that, you know, if you can get through all that, then you get your EIB or EIA or EIC. um, And I was the only one who did it. And when they did it for me, we did it in Iraq Mm -hmm. and we did it with all the tankers. So for me, I was the 19 Delta. That's a cavalry scout. And we always get lumped in with armor. We're under the armor branch. Um, So anything we do tends to fall under or fall in with tankers. So um, when they did the excellence in armor, they had all the tankers and this one platoon of scouts had to participate in it. And out of all of them, I was the only one that could make it to the end. Oh, nice. And because of that, that's what gave me the extra 50 points, which bumped me to the top of the list all over right. the threshold to get my E5 before everybody else
1: did. You being through this process, is there a way to, to, to kind of cheese great people through if they don't have the points? Or is it no? You got to oh, have no. the points or There's only one way to do yourself. it
0: and it's taking those courses and I forget what they were called but the army used to have um a portal I'm sure they still have this portal where you as an NCO could take these different courses and they were the same shit you've been drilled into your head the entire time so AR670-1 the scout manual what or even the, like corporate 35- like
1: sex harassment stuff too No 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 like, oh, this no? was specific oh, okay. to
0: your MOS training Oh that makes stuff. sense cuz for promotion okay that makes and sense and you had to pass the test and there was there was not a quote unquote way to cheat, mm-hmm. but you could print out material. You could reference it while you're taking the test. But for the most part, if you, you either know the material, or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I think there was timers on the test that you had to take. I'm oh, so, sure. Yeah. So you had to do X amount Google of tests. Yeah, yeah. There's other ways to get points, but the biggest ways to get points, have a good NCOER. Um, yeah. Actually, I don't even know if that was one of them. No, it wouldn't have been because you can't have an NCOER if you're not an NCO yet. Um, but schools, uh, PT tests, the board qualifications, the board,
1: that's so political though. I always heard that that was, political. Uh, no, in what way? Well, cause people are making the decision. Like I know that there's, I, I don't know that much about the board. There's probably like a standard, right? Or things yeah. they're looking for. Right. But you, but there's, they are still making that decision, right? Like they are yeah, still, they, they make that, that decision, decision right?
0: but there's you no, still, like, you
1: still have to, impress. it's not like points or not
0: no no but you have to impress yeah Mm -hmm. if you go in there and they ask you a question and you go uh, it's like an interview that makes sense it is like an interview it's a very grilled oh i'm sure they just grill the shit out of you they ask you all the questions you gotta answer all the questions if you can't then get out come back next month because you suck yeah so
1: yeah airborne wasn't hard man um i don't know if anybody ever listens to this i hope i don't offend people but i'm sure
0: Someone will be offended by anything. What can
1: you so, do? Can you yeah. do I was the greatest Airborne, whatever <laughs> guy. But yeah, after that, um, I finally got to my unit. I did two deployments. The first deployment was what we talked about earlier. When you're in regiment, you have that 4-4-4 four, four, four cycle. Yeah. Uh, and again, I don't know if it's this way now. Actually, I looked up regiment. I wrote notes. Even before you brought up we were doing this, I was writing notes. I, I think we talked about this many times before when you finally were like, I have... Uh, I'm ready to go to do this. But yeah, yeah. um so I was thinking about just like oh boy, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? We we're talking about the four 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 Oh yeah. So I was yeah, I was thinking about just like how different it was and um, So
0: go into that real quick because obviously hmm. if anybody ever listens to this they don't know what four 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 is.
1: Yeah, so when I was in oh and that's what I was saying. I don't know if it's still that way now. That's what I was saying. But when I was in you in a calendar year you'd have three phases. One phase would be deployment, the next phase would be recovery training and then deployment well not training for deployment training like like seer training crazy stuff you would go to like oh, gotcha. S- school because you don't get four months off that's not how that works right you get the two weeks it's it's less grind because you're not in get ready for a deployment mode um but yeah you're still going out to like different you know stuff like that and then the next four is getting ready for deployment
0: and that is specific to, at that point, It's obviously it's classified, but you probably know what region you're going to, yes. you're training specific to, yes. whether it's a dialect or the area. You might not
1: know as the low guy, but yeah. someone knows. Yeah, yeah. Someone knows. Yes, yes. Absolutely, for sure. And they're um, building that training plan, hopefully, to reflect yes.
0: what you're going to encounter.
1: Yes. And in that way, it's actually not, when when the mil- military is not super practical with a lot of things, and it, that, <laughs> that's not that bad. Um, but it's just because of the kind of unit they are. Do you know what I'm well, and that's the thing. So, so, so counter to that, so. I was in the regular army.
0: I was in the first cavalry division out of Fort Hood, Texas, and for us, it was one year, one year, one year, one year. So, mm-hmm. one year you would train for your deployment. You would do your deployment for a year. When you get back, there's like, and I was telling it's you this earlier. There's like the six week period that everybody they PCS or they ETS or they get their new duty orders or yes. and then you not, get not a even bunch go to like not in. even go to like the
1: Sears and trainings and stuff. No, just like no, get, no, this is get like all the. Hey, you're going to Fort and, Lewis, right. or you're going to Fort Drum, Whatever's and a bunch be, of people right. from Drum are coming here. Resetting and so everything, and then although right.
0: to be fair, Fort Hood is known as the black hole. Like I, I have met guys oh, that have spent sure. their
1: entire military career at one post. Some people wouldn't hate that. Some people would. <laughs> I wasn't about it. No, no, no. I, I no, it. you're not from there. You don't. You've never struck me as, and you can always correct me if I'm wrong, especially when I'm talking about you. But you never struck me as someone who like, oh, I'll just sit here and it's fine. Like, no, experiencing is fun and get around and see new places and like change isn't fearful. I don't think for people like us. So no, no, no I agree. No. I agree. But that's the difference though,
0: between right regular army and your unit is you have a yeah, four, four, right. four. So you're constantly, so constantly. yes. And
1: to that point, that was for infantry, <laughs> right? For you though. So yeah, let me, I'm going to try to, I've never thought about hmm. it in such a contrast to what the infantry guys were doing. So, so bear with me as I try to like, so, I don't again I'm I'm speaking just from being around them I didn't actually do it but from from what I from what I was around it really did sound like the infantry side of regiment was more of a military structure like you would think like very strict and and there were the combat guys right they have a lot to deal with so like very strict very regimented very you don't want those guys to make mistakes so there's just a certain kind of mentality and training that goes into that and that just wasn't what it was for us like I I felt like a ranger guy enters an infantry unit, and there's such a structure. There's a path. There's like a, the the platoon I went in again. In, Intel was so new and rangers. Even still, um, we had an, a we had a platoon sergeant who wasn't even our MOS. So when I went there, it was more. It was a lot more. Where I was throwing darts at a wall. It wasn't four 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 hard hard hard. We know what we're doing. Each each you know phase one two and three. It was just you were showing up and. You were, um, the nice thing about being in regiment in my job is we were doing our job every day. Okay. you would not in the regular army. Um, and by that, I don't mean like we were collecting Intel in real time and helping people in real time. I was like, we had, because the, the job we had, it took fancy computers and software and you had to have that available to you. And you know, military is always, can't even buy batteries. So, um, <laughs> so we were able to go in and practice our job every day. Um, and that's pretty much what it, it was almost like, a, it was, it was, it was almost like an office job with half the military mindset. Um, like you knew you, you saw to go to PT, you knew you still had to, but yeah, it was, it was different. It wasn't so regimented. Um, our platoon Sergeant knew it wasn't, knew the unit he was in, didn't like that it wasn't. So he, I think the way he adjusted for it was by being a lot of an asshole. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I feel like he knew that was coming. Um, and maybe in that way he tried to keep some but yeah it was it was just it was just it was just really different and you wouldn't know if you were deploying until you like like you're you're in first there's first second and third bat right first is in savannah georgia second's in columbus georgia third's in uh, outside of seattle i believe washington
0: yeah fort lewis yeah. you
1: know yes fort lewis correct thank you you know you knew when your cycle was coming up. You know you're in first bat and we're coming up. That's not what it was like where I was. You you would get there. You'd be new. You knew you'd be on the depth chart because there was only one of us that would deploy each time. And there was 12 or 13 of us. So when you showed up and you didn't have a deployment, you knew that you now were, your name was on the depth chart for deployments. But you had to be selected. And they wouldn't select it. They wouldn't just tell you with first bat and here we go. They would just like... Because honestly, to be to be fair, they had the luxury of choosing the best people out of who they had for my MOS. Because they only want they only had to set one, and so for so they that, would tell you like a month or two before, like oh you earned it, like so you know for that
0: saying? it's funny that you say like you earned it, like oh here you can go to a war zone, this is your reward. Right. But either
1: way, either way, that's how we viewed it. I wanted to, yeah. I but, think
0: most people do, but yeah, but pulling yourself out excited. of it years later, you're just kind of
1: like oh, it's fun. different. It's <laughs> a weird mentality. <laughs> it is, that I yo, have, you know. It's in a unique perspective. Well, my question <laughs> in that is, so
0: you were a 35 golf, mm-hmm. and there's there's a bunch of SIGIN, so signal intelligence yes. MOSs. So in sure. that group of 12 or
1: 13, were you the only 35 golf? No, that's my platoon. Of okay. So so another thing is, okay, when I say 35 golf was new to regiment, the job wasn't necessarily new to regiment. There's, a, there's also another MOS called 12 Yankee, which is basically it was like a – I never really understood what it was. I still don't. And I worked with them. It was basically like a map maker of some sort. They okay. were like, can you Google 12 Yankee real yeah. quick? Yeah, I yeah. don't. Um, let's both do it. Let's see here. Geospatial engineer. There you go. Geospatial. And basically what engineer. they would do okay. is they would take um, different data that overlays like maps and stuff and they would just build things that you needed like if you needed a map that pointed out specific things or like something that would really pop something off so that for whatever strategy or plan you had they would they would build that um, so so most of them were 12 yankees and only some of us were golfs they were transitioning to being 35 golfs from 12 yankee cuz a, a few of those guys changed their MOS after I had left to 35 golf cuz they were asking for it um so so it was again it was it was just it was cuz it sounds it like is a very different than your, your bullshit that was very new so new
0: and that's why you yeah. had no idea what the hell you were doing there was time.
1: it was it was way more and i learned this after the fact it's way more unstructured than what a lot of my other ait friends who went to korea or wherever went through
0: but but that's cuz it's it was an established path and that's 90% of the army
1: though like linear static this yeah, is right, what you're exactly, doing
0: yeah. you do this for 2 years you do this you <clears> do that. For me before I got out, because yeah. I had done two tours, I was an NCO, I was an E five, uh,
1: I We didn't both did two tours, go... you much longer. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I didn't go to the <laughs> E six board because I was getting ready to go out, but had I continued my path, the next step is drill sergeant. Yeah, you once you, you, do, said that. you, once told you me do that, you do the drill times. path, then you go back and you become a platoon sergeant. Right. After you do platoon sergeant, you typically cycle through some sort of training. Whether it be cadre, whether it be like doing B knock or A knock or right. warrior leader course. Once you do that, then you come back and do another stint. Maybe you become a first sergeant or a master sergeant. Like it's there's not a, like that in ranger. There's a specific path. It's so different take. in ranger, even
1: for infantry too. Even though infantry was a was more like a regular army unit than we were, not because they're. I'm not. That's not negative. That's just because they're they were. In, it's not negative at all. I'm giving them props. No, I'm giving them props. Oh, okay. They had a combat job. They had difficult jobs. Sure, you need to have a certain training regiment. That's right. different than the than the goofy ass cross eyed kid on the computer. Like you just, it needs. It's different. So so they were a little closer. But even still, like they didn't have to do drill sergeant shit. They don't have to do that stuff. Yeah, but they just, but but for some Rangers, of them don't. Might, don't but, they
0: end up doing RASP? Don't they run yes. ranger school? Don't so they, they ask them. So they a, yes, have a yes. version of a do. path.
1: That's true. Good point. That isn't. Being and a, a lot of those sergeant. RASP instructors didn't want to be there, told to be there. <laughs> right, yeah, you're right, you're right. Well,
0: because nobody wants to do RASP.
1: Nobody wants to do basic training. Like <laughs> It's it's very demanding. So, and, and so RASP, funny. second week is Hell Week. I mean, just like in basic training, there's always going to be a week where, like, these drill sergeants, these sergeants don't go home. They have to be there. It's Hell Week. They have Correct. to literally fuck you up for a week. Yep. They don't get to go home. 24-7. Like, you're the person getting fucked up, and you're just like, how dare? I can't believe this sucks. You don't even think about that. Like, their life sucks, too. They don't get to fucking go home. So... Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> that was the biggest kicker for me at the time to say, "No, nah, I'm done. I'm not going to continue my military career. I don't it's want demanding. to." It's demanding because I extended my second tour. I actually extended. Yeah. Um, because my my four year contract was up, and you don't even have kids, and you so like <laughs> two what was it three months into the deployment? Um, some of the guys that I came in with, and this is the thing about the regular army. I had one dude, Coleman. If you ever listen to this, shout out to you. He and I were in the same basic training, um company he was in first platoon i was in second platoon because of the alphabet he was a c i was a d so i ended up in second platoon he was in first platoon (laughs) i was in second platoon as well i did not only did i go through basic training with him we went to the same unit to the same battalion the same company the same platoon i've heard his name i've heard you mentioned for our entire career i spent with him my entire fucking career another guy was swindle eric i've heard his name as well shout out to eric but entire career that doesn't happen i feel like anymore and the reason why i feel like it doesn't happen anymore is because of the surge and because of the way things were run so when i became an nco technically by the book when you become an e5 you get the fuck out of wherever you are mm-hmm. you go to another company you go to another brigade you go to another unit oh yeah yep because yes. you can't yes. run you cannot be a leader for people who they, you're just they see
1: with. it as conflict of interest yes and i don't blame them
0: yeah at the time not true you're an E5. Well,
1: because they you better go fuck up your homies because they fucked up. Yeah. Yesterday. Well, like you said, the surge. So you you just it's a little bit of just dealing with what what your your it's a shit sandwich and you just kind of got to be like, look, we can't even we need all hands on deck and and you can't go somewhere else now. You just have to. For me though, you just have to becoming an E5 and being in charge of my buddies
0: was the singular strongest leadership experience or course i've ever had i to believe that through. i was
1: about to say i don't think you i don't I, there might have been challenges but i don't think you struggle i'm sure you didn't like fail or it was you know, hard as fuck it, it no matter who you are hard it's gonna be as fuck. no matter who you are it's gonna be but if you're the right type of person to draw lines around we're here for this and also when you're off you can have a good time it's you have, it's a rare type of person that could be a leader especially in a combat platoon like we're talking about dangerous stuff that you're training for it might you might not even find maybe may you might be one of the few people that could that could be that leader and also balance that you were buddies with them before and that is so tremendously difficult that that might be impossible but if anybody could I was
0: fortunate <laughs> enough that two of my buddies weren't very far behind me in becoming NCOs, which so made that it easier.
1: Smoother, yeah.
0: And and on top of that, we had gotten a bunch of new so that six week period we had gotten like twenty five new or thirty new privates.
1: Oh that helps it. But, but they you see have to you in, in the leadership here. sense yes, right they, away. So they right. already right. see yeah. me as an NCO. Right.
0: My buddies who are specialists, E4 Mafia, That's- shout out to those people tough don't look at you in that way because you're the same dude that i was doing push-ups with a couple of weeks ago you're the same dude that i went through basic training that's why if you want everything that's
1: why if you want to make this work your approach to that leadership can't just be the typical military i'm gonna yell and not think and consider and i'm just gonna yell like that's not gonna work in that scenario at all that's not gonna you have to be someone who engages and is has depth to their leadership and can manage complex situations. You can't just be this linear. It's not going to make it work. Not going to make it work. It's going to be real bad, actually. (laughs) That person's going to go from, that might be best friends with someone. And then once they make them the leadership, depending on which Kool-Aid they drink or depending on if they drink the Kool-Aid or if they stay in their old mindset, that person could immediately be not your friend. Yeah. Immediately. Yep. Tough. (laughs) It's tough. Especially if they drink the Kool-Aid. You know what I mean by that? Like if they're just like, well, Army's my career. And, And I'm not hating on that. Shouldn't shouldn't say it like that, but um, yeah, they'll be like, "Well, this is my career, and like you're just a friend," which not wrong necessarily. Yeah, but it's complicated. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> don't
0: have the wherewithal to turn that switch on appropriately. though. No. you know, especially with your homies, especially with all the guys that you were with. For every single shitty, I agree. Here's the thing, too, like with Coleman, for example, every shitty experience I've ever had in the army. That dude was right there next to me. Right. He knows exactly how I was feeling. Because so, I would complain to him, like, fuck this NCO, fuck that NCO. And right. LT has no idea what he's doing. He's a piece of shit. And then the next day you gotta turn around and be like, oh, now I'm the NCO.
1: Especially when you Especially when you don't agree with orders, but you just have to deliver orders. Especially. Because you were complaining about things that you're probably well within your rights to complain about and then the next day because you are leadership and you don't get to make decisions everybody above you does you have to deliver the same thing which is
0: a funny funny thing thing to point out because most people think that you get into leadership and now you're making no direction no i I never thought that
1: (laughs) i never see i think that's how i was able to not hate people like my drill sergeants i never hated there was one that there was one that everybody like hated like i didn't care were they nicer to me than everybody else that's why no i just didn't care
0: i had we had i, I remember start.
1: that it's their job i don't right. i don't take it personally and a lot of people they just have such a hard time like separating that it's
0: I, I remember at the so at the end of for us when we went through basic training there was like a check the box of the best drill sergeant, the worst drill sergeant, et cetera, Oh, et cetera, et cetera. yeah, we didn't have that. So Well, because <laughs> what they did is the commander and the first sergeant would take that and they would write the NCOERs for these drill sergeants for each cycle. I think that's the right thing to do. So if you got written down as an... a bad drill sergeant for whatever reason, that might reflect negatively on your NCOER. It might. For few, it might. Right, it might. Right. This one dude, I think his name was Drill Sergeant Delgado, and I think I remember him being National Guard, and I remember him coming out, and I think we were his last oh, cycle. Oh, these National Guard. So soldiers. we were. This was well. You got to remember, everybody <laughs> that was worthwhile was deployed, right? Because search. everybody was again. going to again. Right, search. Right. So you're getting National Guard guys. You're not getting regular army guys. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't think I saw that. So that's that's fair. He, I remember, ripped out. This
0: is the last day. You're in final formation. Your class A's. You're ready to go. You got your units. You got your orders to go to your next unit. I'm going home for two weeks. F this It's place. over. It's like over. you don't right. right. There's no more he brain fucking storming right. out of the barracks. <laughs> cussing like crazy because for like the third time in a row, he was voted worst drill sergeant. Oh,
1: that's his own fault. And he
0: slammed his, <laughs> that's his own fault. He slammed his lid on the ground and stomped the shit out of his drill sergeant hat and just left.
1: That's what, <laughs> so that actually would scare me more than just the typical drill sergeant because he means it. That's not his job. He actually is upset. And is like, so when they're just drill sergeanting, who cares? That's their job. Right. But when they're actually like, that makes me go, whoa, that guy's like out. That guy is legitimately upset. Like he's outside of the zone <laughs> of I'm playing a role. Yeah, he's <sighs> well, in the mirror. Going. One look of the things the I want to ask oh, sorry, you about
0: ahead. is when you were deployed, yeah. I know that. Obviously, everybody has a different experience when they're deployed. Oh. Obviously, and here's the other the theme thing. of the that I, is different
1: experiences. Go well,
0: ahead. sure, but <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> what's unique about and, and a lot of people don't understand is there's this weird area, gray area for deployments. And what I mean by that is, is just because you're a 35 golf doesn't mean you haven't been shot at. Doesn't mean you haven't been blown up. That's true. If you are an 11 Bravo, it also doesn't mean that that's true. You,
1: yeah, that you've been that, in those situations. There's tendencies, but yeah.
0: Because you can be an 11 Bravo, be the
1: biggest bag of garbage, never even deploy. Maybe never even deploy. Well, like, or if you were deploy, deploy, but you'd be in the right. talk. Right. Yeah. You've never yep. done yep.
0: anything, you've never you've never shook hands with an Iraqi other than to get your hair cut right. down at the market, you know, on Saturday or whatever. Right. So what I find interesting about that is when people hear like you've deployed, you've got a bunch of people who you know haven't done anything talk about things like they have done things and you've got another subset of people who have never done anything who refuse to talk about anything because it's what such do you mean severe... haven't done anything
1: and what do you mean by, like so what are these who are these people you're describing like, so
0: are you are you talking first about person... the
1: insufferable veteran who continues to talk about yes okay okay that's what i thought I'm, you were
0: i ta- i remember being i remember <laughs> having a conversation <laughs> with somebody and they didn't know i was also a veteran and i'm sitting with that's this happened one happened to me guy. a lot i'm sitting with two guys two guys one of them i know it's it's my wife's cousin's husband great dude sure never served but he's just awesome dude sure he's sitting there with me we're having a conversation with this third guy who literally at one point said you should thank me for your freedom because of everything i've done and i turned around and i was like
1: too self-serving guy do
0: you know what i said i said no i don't owe you a fucking thing nobody
1: does because you volunteered right
0: remember did you tell him that you had served yet Sir, not at that point
1: oh i love it because he's like he's like how dare oh, yeah, this person he's like what oh, have you done <laughs> what do you know
0: you don't you don't know what i've done and that's when you're this like oh job. actually right i did serve i did do my two deployments and, and yeah I, guess what i volunteered i just humans. have something
1: called humility
0: <laughs> you may want to
1: drink a little bit of that into you
0: but so your experience your first deployment yeah. both of them were to, to afghanistan yes the first one was are were they in the same place
1: no so okay. the first one was in northern Afghanistan. And this is going to be I'm loving this conversation. So this is so my my two my two deployments were extreme well mostly cuz we should have done this before. Anyways. So my right. two my two deployments, but you don't think of it until no. it's almost like when you when you, again and I love that point you brought up earlier when you monologue and you realize you can learn even from just it's true. Anyways. So my two deployments very different. Even even for already saying that my job was different than the infantry guys in my unit my two deployments are even still different than what other people in my job in my unit did. So the first one was a typical 35 golf, 12 Yankee deployment for Rangers. You, you, I deployed with first battalion. I deployed with one of their, um, how do they split it up? So they, they, they had, um, they had, uh, action. They had different, um, what am I? Wow. I get so far away and I can't remember the terms anymore. Well, the Strike first forces. Was, they had different strike forces throughout the whole country, right?
0: 2013, right?
1: The first one's t- 13, end of 13 to early 14, okay. yes. So are they're, they're strike forces throughout the whole country. And I, and this is why I brought this up. I can't remember if they split it. I don't know how they split it inside the battalions. So I was with one of the strike forces inside of 1st Battalion. I don't know if it was like a company or a place. I don't know. But we're, I'm with a strike force. Um, and my first one was a very typical deployment where... I sat in the fob and would pull up imagery and build maps for targets we had that they were going to go out on. Okay. That's it. Basically it. So we had a whole uh, jock, uh skiff, a skiff inside of, of, of our jock. and um, Jock, Joint Operations
0: Command? Yes. Or Joint Operations Center? Yes. Yep. What's Joint the, Operations yeah. Center, yeah.
1: Skiff is a secure, secure, compartmentalized intelligence facility. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay. okay. Sometimes you see in the news, uh, co- Congress um, has like a skiff in the basement of Congress, which makes sense because they need to know sensitive things. What's and... going on? Right. Right. So, um, my first deployment with First Bat, basically the intel team finds finds targets okay once the targets are confirmed because i want to make clear about what my job is in intel it's not to help find and confirm targets my, that's not what my job was the 35 foxes general source 35 so
0: they would use like SIGIN, human SIGINT human i can't rem- i can't
1: remember what the 30 35 h was human but so
0: it's human intelligence signal intelligence, signals intelligence so and then there's all get-
1: source intelligence as well where they, they would they would pull everything together
0: And build the picture. So they would build the packet.
1: Correct. For the target. Exactly. Once
0: the packet is built. We've
1: got some evidence here, here, here in different ways. They would say,
0: hey, Cyril, we're going to this courtyard because we believe a high value target is going to be at this location
1: at this time. And We need to know what the hell is over there. Correct. Yep. That's when you would explain. So I would build maps and imagery every day, all day long. Because, and and you probably know this. Most people probably know this intuitively. There's plenty of potential targets. Not many that we actually action on. So we need to prepare for all these people that we could possibly actually. So that was my job. Just we've got seven new targets that we might've identified yesterday. Can you build maps and can you pull imagery for what we have identified as their bed down locations? You know, the maps are for the briefings mostly and the imagery. So the guys would go in and I don't know if the technology is better now. This is seven years ago, they would have quarterback sleeves and they would have the imagery and I would label buildings and intersections. Gotcha. To have points of reference. And, so when you go in and there's squirters, whatever. Exactly. And
0: the important thing exactly. about that is for somebody who, let's say you're a team leader, you're targeting action on building number 13. Yep. You know something's going on in building 15. Yep. You'd be able to call that in via the radio and eliminate or hopefully prevent friendly fire. Right. Make sure you identify where people are going. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Just do whatever that so would That was tour to one you were building packets yes. for targets yeah and it was or really helping to.
1: yeah it was really that simple it was not which is typically what you get in the military this is your job this is you do mm-hmm. not difficult not complex you're a cog in the machine that's it yep <laughs> yeah. yep um second deployment mm-hmm. was different so 2014 to 15
0: 14 to 15 okay
1: um so between the first and the second deployment um my leadership liked me. They thought that I was sharp. Um, could I do as many bench presses as other people? No. But uh, they thought I was sharp. They thought I was good at, like, doing the job. So they had an opportunity. In between, after my first appointment, they were approached by, I don't know, I'm not privy to these things because I was a specialist. But, they, they, you know, they were approached by our recon guys, Ranger recon guys. To about adding an Intel person embedding an Intel person in their deployments as well so these guys would deploy plain clothed they would deploy like they could grow beards because they were they were recon guys right like there was it was part of their job it was part of what they did um, so already off the bat this is a way different deployment because I get to wear civilian clothes right and you can't you can't explain and you know this it's difficult to explain the army is so rigid and structured. It's difficult to explain the kind of privilege to be able to show up to work for a couple weeks before I deploy with a beard and civvies when everybody else is in uniforms. It was it was wild.
0: <laughs> it signifies you <laughs> as what we would call a bamp.
1: It signifies that you're yeah, you're different, right? People know you're different you're when better. they see you. You're standing out as different. You're better. For typically that's reason. what people think. Yes. Typically, not yeah, maybe yeah. not all the time. But yeah, typically that's yeah, right. But
0: you I'm sure that that week you showed up with that beard before your deployment, you Everybody's
1: sh- asking questions all week. You were strutting. Yeah, oh, it, it, <laughs> Even subconsciously. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, even subconsciously, yeah. there's just a different feel to it. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Yo. I can't even deny it. You got to and, and people come up and, yeah, no doubt. And people come up and they're, and they're always asking, like, why are you, what's going on? Like, are you just, are you about to get thrown in army jail? Why are you dressed like this? Why do you have a beard, you know? So already that's way different. So I go on this deployment um, and I quickly learn, I'm trying to think. I was the second person to do this unique deployment. Someone went before me. I think it was Sergeant Landa.
0: And this is for the recon.
1: This is for the recon. Okay. Yeah. So someone had already done it before me. So there was a lot of time in between. Someone already did. So I was going to do the second one. So the first person that went was supposed to do a lot of setup, was supposed to do a lot of like, so he was a tabbed sergeant. And as you know, in the army, it's not necessarily about what you, who you are as a person that will earn your respect. People in my unit see your tab and they think you're Jesus. So he, he was the only one with a tab that was kind of lower in our group. So he was the first one to get this unique deployment because gotcha. he has a tab. Right. You know what it doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the actual job. This is how yeah. the Army works. You just have the tab. You get to go well,
0: first. That's how the unit works.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Not necessarily the Army with the tab, but yeah. Um, so he went first. He was supposed to do a lot of setup, and he did. He did a great job. But I quickly realized when I got there, um, again, and this is a theme, the, the the military is usually very rigid and static i got there i realized i was in a job that is so effing new nobody could have set this up in the first six so first appointment's four months typical this one's six months because the, the recon guys do different stuff right? right they're just a different level different so i get there and i realize that like this isn't nobody i had nobody in charge of me okay i, I could dress in civilian clothes i had wi-fi i had my own room <laughs> We were separate on the fob. Did you have a gator? The rest of the truck? fob is what you think an army fob is. Strict. Everyone's in uniform. People can get yelled at if they're lower ranking, especially me. But our part of the PT fob, new. Yeah. Yes. Heavy but PT our part belt. of the fob, yeah. nope. We had four wheelers, and we could go out off the fob and four wheel in the mountains. I have pictures. I should wherever you post this, I should <laughs> share them with you. But it was it was it was wild as hell. Yeah, um, yeah. uh I was able to go on it. So again, like I said, the first person that went on it was tabbed. So that's why I picked them. I was able to go on it because, and that's why I brought this up in the beginning. Like they did think that like we, we do two week um, trainings in different cities um, when you're in the States as part of the regiment. And we did one in Nashville before the second deployment. Okay. And I did a really good job, right? For So we they, we would they would build these big elaborate like trainings that we would all travel for two weeks and do. And as you can imagine, there's more of a spotlight when you're doing this big training everyone's traveling for. like, And you're in the room with all the command ship every day. It's not like a normal day in the Army. Right. They see you. Right. So I did a really good job there. And and even if your leadership doesn't like you, which it, they did, but even if your leadership doesn't like you as much as, if you get someone else higher up that's like, you better fucking send Cyril, you're going to get sent. <laughs> so right. that's kind of what happened. They were just like, sure. he did a great job. We'd like him to. Yeah. The recon guys were there too. And they were like, he did a great job. We'd like him to. So um so yeah, because of that, I got to do that, and um, it's just so hard to. You 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 build you build this, and I can already tell talking to you, you build this idea of what you think something is because you went through it. I went through the army. Yeah, but my experiences were were extremely unique, and I'm extremely thankful. Um, because we can, we can go on and talk about other things if you want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I'm extremely thankful of that fateful decision to make sure that we all got a weekend and I raised my hand to volunteer to go to the Ranger tryout. Right. Because if that doesn't happen... None of this happens. You go to Korea. It, none of it. I go to Korea. For sure. 100%. I and go to you're
0: Korea. no different than any other 35 golf. Yes. Through their cycle.
1: Yeah. Right. And you know what? To be honest, and, and now I'm thinking more about just me and I'm no different post-Army either way. But okay. right, my right. experiences are so different now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know,
0: I feel like I disagree with you. I bet you there would be a difference. <sighs> I
1: Feel like I'm disagreeing with myself as well. Just because even even subconsciously, like you, you can't understand what you might be like with different experience. So I, think, I, I you're probably right. I, I think, and this yeah. is
0: just me looking from the outside in. Obviously Still, thankful we're brothers. So I've yeah. seen you grow up. Yeah. To me, the type of guy you were before you joined. For whatever oh, reason, interested in this. not a ton of confidence. True, you were not a very True. confident person. No, no, and,
1: and I don't
0: know and, why. And well, I know why. <laughs> to okay. me, that was the biggest change that had yes. occurred because you went, and I think that because you raised your hand, because you got into an elite unit, because you were doing things that other people weren't. I think slowly yes. you realized,
1: oh wait a minute, I have you, a certain capability. Yeah. You, well, you build that confidence when there's a positive feedback off.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's what really. Did a lot for you. I agree. And that's my next question. And that is... is really quick else? before you
1: ask this. Okay. Good question to ask is, would that have happened anyways, just growing up? Or did the army, you know... But go ahead. Go ahead with your I, question. If I you, don't know. If you, you can't know the answer. Me, no, 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 you can't. I'm just... But if I can speculate, think I
0: think it accelerated... I agree. ...that for I, you.
1: I think that's factual. I just... Okay. How much? True. I agree. I agree.
0: But the next question is... Could've what been other... <laughs> sorry. What other... <laughs> positive aspects or good things do you feel like you took from being in the service, doing what you did, spending your time there? Because you did three and a half years? Four years? I can't remember.
1: I got Total? it. Though, one of the biggest... Yeah. So... Three and a half or four? Three and three quarters. Three and a half. We can round up. Yeah, it was stupid. Four. It was like a weird... Yeah. <laughs> so... um, Oh, no. Three and a half. Because April to September... Because I got out early. Remember, I got out early for school.
0: Oh, I okay. applied
1: for it and got it. Which... Never happened. No, it doesn't. And the only reason it happened was it had a lot to do with that second deployment and who I was. Gotcha. And they let it go. But yeah, anyways. Um what were you saying? Oh yeah. I think um the biggest thing that, that I have taken away there's tons of things. We could do this for hours. But one of the biggest things for me is there is a beautiful thing that happens when you are forced to do things sometimes. Especially when you're forced to go through things with other people. There's something that you build. That can't be replicated unless you go through some forced garbage with people, right? Like there's, when life is easy, when there's no challenges, your mindset and who you are is so, your disposition towards other people can be so different as opposed to someone finally like basically spitting you in your face and say, no, buck up and get through this even though you don't want to. And when you do that, especially when you do that with other people, very difficult to understand how different the bonds are there as opposed to the civilian world like it's just so different um i i miss every day and and i i beat myself up too i'm not saying other people suck i'm i'm included in that i i miss every day being forced to do that cuz there's so many times now and it will continue cuz we're human beings mm-hmm. i don't beat myself up too much but it will continue where i should be do i should be doing something where i'm not or i should be more productive and i'm not and like i just there's a part of me that does miss that like, get it done. Like, we don't care. Like, and you do it together with people. And and I think there that a lot of veterans when they get out, because I struggle with it a little bit, not that bad, but it's 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 so different to be in the working world here as opposed to the military, and how you build bonds and how people lead, right? And how people interact. And it's just a challenge. It's a challenge. But but for me, that helped me because you don't know what you can achieve until you truly have to go through something garbage that you didn't want to go through. But the thing is, unless you have that thing in your life that forces you to do it, it's very—I t- don't blame people. It's very tough to get to that—that yeah. that state. Well, it's kind of um, like
0: earlier when I was talking about the push-ups. You realize that there's another yes, exactly. ceiling. exactly.
1: Exactly. This isn't. But you need that thing that pushes you to that yeah. realization. You can't get there. You truly can't just will yourself there. You have to have. It's unique to have that situation to, to to not even have the choice to leave is unique to feel. And like if you always have the choice, then it's just different. So but I, but again, I, I think a lot of people struggle with that transition. I think that's where a lot of struggle comes from with yeah. veterans. And I had that a little bit. Um but but for me personally that did a lot of good for me. It actually made me again to your point more confident and it made me more capable. It made me more capable uh, it, it made me more comforting. It, it comforted me. It comforted me knowing who I, because I thought I was a person who couldn't achieve that much. I think that's where some of the lack of confidence comes yeah. from, right? You don't, because I never pushed myself. And also, when you don't push yourself, it's kind of a cop out. But like, you don't even know you can. And when you you get pushed there, it's a good feeling for me to know, like, oh, like hell yeah, yo. <laughs> well, it <laughs> like, you changes know? your expectations. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right, right, because you recalibrate them because you're like, oh shit, I did that. Yep. And there's a lot of things I went through, more so with the military than anything else by far. I'm just like, whoa, I totally went through Sears school. Holy shit. Yeah. No way. Like, yeah. So that's a big thing that, what about you? Do you have any?
0: Uh, man, I think leadership is the biggest thing that yeah. I've Yeah. Oh, that's second. huge, you know, how to truly be a leader. I watched.
1: Because there's a lot that are bad. And if you can learn from that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. that's a big one but there's a lot that are good yeah and they're good in their own way and i think what's unique about many people and i i try to live my life in in a similar type of fashion and that is if i see something that i like from someone whether it be leadership whether it be whatever it might be i want to take that piece of them right because i don't want the whole thing no 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 (laughs) yeah right but what i want to do is this guy understands how to be relatable how to uh, get down to people's level so that he can understand the problem they're having, and then actually fix it. Or, yeah. or this is something that that I had an NCO do, Sergeant Gonzalez. He wouldn't fix the problem for you. He would ask you questions so that you, you got to your own conclusion. you get to your own conclusion, <laughs> so you yeah. can figure out what you need to do. Not me. He's a smart guy. He's like, Nah, I'm a fucking grown ass man. I got my own kids and shit. Yeah, right. Have you thought about this though? And then he would just walk away, and you're like, Oh, right, right. And it would make things click. And, and the other thing from that, someone who has a lot of wisdom,
1: one, of wisdom and dispels it in small doses. Small doses. <laughs> it just
0: knows where to kind of go ahead. Little little <laughs> tap that way. Right. And then all of a sudden, your Uh-oh. whole life is mapped out yeah. for you.
1: Um, uh, another
0: one would be um, who was this? Sergeant Aylstock. And Sergeant Aylstock taught me, or the, or the piece that I took from him was you can't do the same thing to every person and get the same result. No, and the army is all that's poor about leadership. That, yes, it right? is. and that's Mass the definition punishment. of poor leadership. Yeah, yeah, it is. So what he would to do not is understand would, everybody's different, like that's, that's. But but more than that, to understand that certain people need certain things at certain times, and you get, get them to that next yes, level,
1: and you'll get the what you want out of them.
0: And the thing that he yeah. did so well was sitting there and explaining to us, "Hey, Donham, you don't need what this guy needs. You need to realize what right. you need." right True. you need to do this to be successful you need to do this he doesn't need that so don't come over here bitching at me that i treat you too differently don't do it right because i'm getting you to the same end result it just takes Kinda a different path. Think of that
1: um that, that Nietzsche's video that you shared with us where it's just like you need to deal with you that's oh, all you yeah, can do that'll be, yeah that'll
0: be an interesting so we also have a three bros podcast that we do with my third brother chad uh, it's called Three Bros Podcast. It's on YouTube. And next week is a very specific video on Nietzsche. I don't think we posted anything on I've that channel. I've been here a long
1: time. with you for one hour. This is the first time we've done this. Yeah. If we could get, if we could do this with Chad in person as well, it would be a lot better. <laughs> it's it sure would be a lot better. You lose a little professionalism when it's late at night, and you just you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I don't think this it's feels professionalism good, this that feels you good. lose. But yeah. I think well, Anyways, it reminded me of Nietzsche's, just because like you got to deal with you. Sorry, go ahead.
0: To me, the thing that's missing for the Three Bros podcast is the in person.
1: This is yes, this that's this my makes point. A huge difference. Well, this, I feel like there's there's um, and shit. This can be part of the conversation too. I feel like and and I feel like this with relationships and socializing as well. You lose so much when you don't do it in person. Not right, only that, right. if we're sitting there, th- th- there's a space that you make. Like when you walk into your workplace, that space makes you feel a type of way. There's an expectation, right? Yeah, you have to build those positive things if you want to see something really be um, successful. I think, and when you're on a Tuesday night sitting in front of your computer, it's 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 different. Um, I think Tuesday nights could eventually be great for jiving about ideas and then you build on those ideas yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. i've been at lately um
0: so if we did tuesday get together via online right same thing we, we do we but you just
1: ideas. yeah you're playing games jiving and you just throw around ideas but i yeah. think to your point, dude i'm willing to drive here that, a lot if we
0: did that so, yeah. came up with the idea and structure that way for the rest of the week until friday night or saturday exactly night or sunday night, something
1: i've already been thinking about yeah, yeah, yeah something i have already either. thinking about and i also again going back to keeping what can keep you more um accountable Mm -hmm. um if you know you're heading into like if chad me and you know we're heading into like a live podcast on a sunday afternoon we'll be motivated for many reasons especially that it's live but like you're more motivated to be ready and prepared if it's something that's live and we're going to do it's just a space that you need to create in your mind yeah um and tuesday night space is not at least for (laughs) me if it's good for you and you could do that that's i can't i can't make that that transition, but that's in person fair. would be great.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Well, let me keep going with the with yeah. the yeah, yeah, military aspect. So the, the other thing I wanted to ask you more specifically is what negative things do you feel like you, whether I mean, you coming. got or whether I mean, you coming. have or or you know I don't know how to really put that into words per se, but what before negative things? before I
1: answer, difficult for me to think about negative things. Not you're that they're generally aren't. a positive person, Not, exactly, that's your issue. and that's what I was about <laughs> to. Yeah. Yo, and that's a that's a view into my mind. Yes, I don't. I think all of us are predisposed to be a certain type of way and it's just difficult. but yeah, let me think. Um, negative. Hmm. I think the only negative thing I can come up with right on the fly is there's a beauty in being exposed to a lot of people and there's, there's uh, an ugly and I haven't met again. There's, the wide ra- like the, the wide variety of people I met there's a beauty in that but there was more people than in real life who were just not good people. Not all veterans are the greatest people you've ever seen or met like um, or just anybody in the military. So um, for like- me it just made me realize and, and, and everybody comes to this conclusion for me it made me realize where I come from, what I think is best for people. Is not uh, what everybody thinks, and I guess it's not really that negative because I don't t- I don't take it negatively. It never like changed my mind or did anything. And I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about all the all the things. Sure. I was in an all male. Oh, so you we were in all male units. Yeah. Okay. I want to be clear before I say most of it is not meant because you're just saying things. But there's so many incendiary things, just wildly offensive things that are said. Oh, not yeah, constantly. necessarily. Constantly. Not not because you hate or have the intention of. But yeah, like. Just random things that come up, and so that's probably the biggest thing. Just realizing that I have, I still, and I always will have this idea that deep down every human being is like good, and like, and I just don't. I think a big negative is it crashed that theory, and I'm sad it did, but that more than anything else in life crashed that theory. Sure.
0: I think it made you a bit more realistic. Yes, a lot more realistic.
1: (laughs) A lot more realistic. Yeah, I went, and and I think everybody goes through some sort of this as they get older, because you're young and idealistic. But I went through like, no, yo, we could get everybody on the same page, dog, kumbaya. For real, like, you know how I was younger. And no, no. I haven't ever, just because I've changed on that, doesn't mean I haven't ever given up on um, what I think may help. You know, and ideas may help and things, but um, this is more why too. I told you before we started. This is more why too. What I'm trying to do, this unified thing, has turned more into like because because I was what unified as an idea in my head started a co- only a couple years ago, and even at that time, not that long ago, I was still just like, dude, we can get a lot of people on the same page. No, it's now it's morphed into. We need to build mutual respect. And so and, and we need to understand differences are fine, yo. Know? I don't give a shit about your differences. Just tell me why, and let's be respectful while we do that. And I actually think if you do that, you can get a lot more working together just inadvertently. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So let me go into that. Piece yeah, let's go that, into that. Right? Yeah. So, partyunified.org is your website. Yeah. And the, you know, what I have here, I'm
1: looking we at we go through the, the timeline power back of like.
0: To the people. What is your oh, yeah, you got profile in America? You did a couple profiles. I Although gotta they change that like again. More, that's fair.
1: Because I'm always tweaking. Yeah, I gotta no, change it no, again. But
0: that's also part of right, any project that you have, you're always so tweaking few stuff. Uh,
1: really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And I wanna get this recorded. I hope people listen to this someday. So pe- few people have ever seen this. That has done so much to my mental health. I'm not kidding. Like just being just what able mean? to have an outlet that nobody even sees this ever, but just to have an outlet. Again, it's like monologuing. Just to have an outlet to feel like you're doing something, to build something. It's felt it's it's been great like it's a certain it's nothing right it's nothing but to me it's done so much not even not even building something who gives a shit if it ever becomes something just being able to think and type and you know what i'm saying it's been really it's been helpful so let's talk about it here on the
0: the about page right unified isn't about any one individual when we say about us we mean every single american Uh, This is an idea that we can be more united. We live in diverse times, and there's no one to blame except ourselves. How did we get here, and how can we do better? Does that sum up the premise of unified? It still does. I
1: wrote that in the beginning. (laughs) There's a lot of this I wrote in the beginning, and I tweaked some of it. I love that we're doing this. This is the second. This is the best thing ever. But um, I wrote that in the beginning. That paragraph never changed. There's a couple things that change in some paragraphs. Because at first, and for context, at first it was me... um, and I swear to God, until the day I die, i if I have nothing be successful, I will keep trying. But um, <laughs> um, for me, at first, it was going to be a, a political party, like yep, maybe yep. a third party thing, maybe just just the typical thinking outside the box zero. Because even though I have opinions and if you know my opinions, you'd, you'd write D I'm not that kind of person. You're always the outside. I'm always, I've always been, you know what I'm saying? So just kind of outside the box, like how can we do something different? Democrats kind of fucking suck, you know what I'm saying? Kind of a thing. Um, And again, like I said, I haven't done much with it, but from there it's morphed into just figuring out what I'd like to get out of life as it pertains to learning and meeting people and conversing with people. And that's just like kind of what you're trying to, you know, that's yeah. where it's at now. Like, it's really not. And again, like I said before, at first it was with the mindset of, can I change someone's mind? It was. It's not. Um. Now it's just build, the like I already said a couple of times, build respect. Well, it respect. seems like. Because in- there's no respect. Like, it seems like someone on the left or right, once they hear the other side. There's a big assumption of you're a piece of shit, and all you want is garbage, and like you're just tear. Why isn't they're just like, oh my god, those are your ideas? Let me listen. It, why, what is why? Oh, like because of so tribes. No, I know, I know, I know. That wasn't right? rhetorical. Like, okay. But, okay. but that's the. I was trying to get. I was trying to tell you where, like, that's where Unified kind of was born out of. It's like, what the hell's going on, like, and so, even though it was born out of that, it still started as a political party. But I think, through just thinking and working. It's kind of come back to the original purpose of just like, yo, why can't we just have a conversation? Like, you can say you disagree with me, but still respect how much energy I put into something, how much research I put into something. You know.
0: What I think is interesting is your hashtag profile in America that you've tried to do. It's got to change.
1: It might. It, it, <laughs> you know what? If, if, it may if not. If
0: anybody listens to this and they go back, they might not see any of this on there, and that's totally fine. What I found interesting about it, though, <laughs> is that you had three specific questions for people to answer. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, The oh, first yeah. one being, oh, how would yeah, you good. describe your ideology? Yes. What is the biggest issue that faces us? And how can we fix the issue you think is the biggest? And I think what's interesting about that is that if you bring it down to just one issue, mm-hmm. right? And we've had this conversation on our podcast with the Three Bros Podcast a bunch of times. It always comes down to campaign finance reform.
1: Yes, a lot of it does. And how many
0: people just really corruption. disagree with that? And that's what it seems like maybe you're kind of going in that direction a little bit is trying to open up people to have those conversations and then to realize that there's actually more that we all share in common than what yes. pulls us apart.
1: Yes, yes, of course. There's so much that we should. Yeah, right. Um, but again, like, like now that we're talking about this, I don't know... I don't think there is an end goal. Like I'm just a lot of this is, is like what you want to do too. A lot of this is just because selfishly, like I'd love to talk to people and, you know, so I don't think there is an end goal of like, again, like changing people's minds or, um, you know, I just,
0: I don't think you're changing anyone's mind. No, I think you're no. bringing people, or at least trying to bring people back to a sense of, of commonality. Yes.
1: Yes. So, and, and I brought this up before we started this talk. Religion, not very religious myself. Religion begets churches. Churches do what? Bring community together. And I think that there's a lot of good from that. And I think we don't, because of the way the internet ages, all of us don't do enough of that. And and that's where we see when we live in a certain space. We've talked about this so many times. When we live in a certain space and we don't even have a humanized version of who our enemy is, it's you're done. Like you're so screwed. Like you're not gonna. Um, So yeah, the goal is to understand we have differences, but, but to humanize the person. There's so much, um, and actually in the Trump era, I really think we, we still do humanize people. I just think that, um, the con men of today are really good.
0: Um, I think they just knows how to use the internet. Yeah. understand how to tweak those or push those buttons or tweak those knobs that get people riled up specifically. Well,
1: and I also think too, there's a lot of people that understand that, that Fear can be a fear can be fear can propel you to your ambition, and if only fear can do that, you'll use it, right? So, I don't think it's in, let's say, Donald Trump's best best interest to be cordial with the other side because that's not his politics. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he loses all his politics if he's cordial. So, I, I, I do think that that and other things trickle trickle down to the mindset. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, the biggest problem is you live inside your bubble and you haven't humanized the other side and you're just constantly. And I I, I think going back to what I said, churches or just communal gatherings when you see people in person. Because in person, even if you're the most hateful person, it in some way humanizes that person Mm -hmm. as opposed to not, right? So if you can somehow bring people together to get conversating again, figure out how to do this thing and get rid of the Casper, the ghost stuff, you do a lot better. It, ironically, I'm not that religious, and I think the death of going to church for people in our generation is causing problems. But I'm not religious, right? Like that's you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna
0: be a conversation for another day because then yeah, we could go a long time. We on cou- that.
1: Well, because both of our experiences are so similar and the way we think is so similar, so we have a lot to say on that. Sure, sure.
0: sure. Well, let me pivot from that and ask yeah. you the
1: harder question,
0: and that is: is what's next for Unified? So I, I have two ideas. Be, what's right? that? I, I want to oh compelling to see that growth, sure. right. What you're doing next?
1: So I have a couple ideas. Man, how do I say this? Um, I've struggled with with what you have. Which? What's the best medium? What's the best way for me to talk? Mm-hmm. And and I and I, I just think it's with with someone else. I don't. There's there's. I would actually say people like us might have too much humility. There's a, there's there's too much. Just, I'm not important and nobody cares to the point where when I listen to just me and nobody's... Like, I appreciate pushback. Like, who gives a fuck about my opinions? Like, I do appreciate... Well, I do, but I do appreciate when someone says, like, what about this perspective? I said oh, my God, I never thought of that, right? Like, yeah so I do appreciate that pushback. And um, I don't like monologuing. It's trash. It doesn't feel right <laughs> for me. Some people, that's Some fine. Some people are good at it. Some people, that's fine. I don't yeah. like it. So, for me... Profile in America. Still would like to do that. Would like to profile voters more. Um, and also... The, the, so the, I have the same challenge you have. How do I build something that people will want to participate in? Because the, my trouble isn't... I could be like you, honestly. Like I think I, I definitely think I'm a little more politically minded than you are for reasons. But I could be like you and talk to anybody but 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 who wants to how do i start that path right. how do i go down that i don't know and and then that that also circles back to my fearfulness of exposing um my opinions or my beliefs and how does that make people feel about me so there's i think right now what's next for unified is zero get your shit together and figure out how to make that jump which is what i said earlier yeah, yeah. you know i think that's what's next for Unified, and, and it will happen i just don't know when i don't know what it looks like um i need to put a lot more energy into really figuring out how i can get people to just have conversations and if i can i know this too and you know this too we're not grifters if i can get a couple conversations on the right belt once you start to get momentum you're off and running yeah you're seriously off and running and i dude i'm not kidding when i say i believe that like this isn't some so i think the next thing is this yeah this is why I'm 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 excited to take the same path as you because then maybe we hopefully we can maybe help each other out and just give each other ideas and um, so what's next for Unified is just conversations just like you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two things. Oh, I really I would love to start uh, just like um, a separate discussion where I talk with just veterans, any veteran. So, but that's but that's more nuanced and specific. How do you? that's even tougher to start in something more specific so i think what's next for unified is to just start having conversations right just start actually like figuring out how i can engage with people um especially when it comes to us we're not very social media savvy these things are no. are important no i they are. You, the biggest critique so that tough. people
0: have given me on, on the things that i've tried to do is the fact that i don't have me too. i don't have twitter i don't have Instagram. Me too. people don't have told have me i like
1: to listen i got nothing to <laughs> yeah yeah people have definitely told me like yo i love talking with you i love hearing what you have to say especially if you're but yeah you don't have any i, mean, I got that twitter do, but... you do have one for twi- uh, yeah. twitter for Unify. i got twitter right? what's, yeah. what's
0: the tag for that one
1: look it up I don't... no i'm wondering what the tag is i used to have
0: are you shitting me
1: no i'm not shitting you <laughs> okay. i used to have uh, tell me what my last tweet was too
0: Dude, I don't know.
1: Oh, let me look this up. I'll look it up. Was it
0: Party Unified?
1: No, no. It's just. Oh, actually, I think that is the handle. I got it. I'm already on it. So, trying to unify Americans with honest conversations needs to be changed because we're not trying to unify people. We're just trying to have. Seriously, like I'm not kidding. Um, Building a network of support and assistance for all. Yes, kind of like a church. Wait, what's the handle though? Oh, at Party Unified. You're okay. At Party Unified. If you (laughs) somehow you listen to
0: this for some reason and you want to reach out and talk about.
1: The last thing I tweeted, and I do remember this, was on November sixth. Two months after the last time I tweeted before then, the presidential election and every election should be determined by a popular vote. <laughs> Stop wasting time on primaries too and elongating the electoral process. Public funding of elections and ranked choice voting for a one-time voting process make it simpler. That was my last tweet. So, if you're interested, can in we get doing... a lot? Can we get a shorter election cycle? That would be nice. Uh, anyways that's kind of what that was kind of part of my tweet there like it feels like they you know in other countries like they just run for like three months and they're like okay we voted we're done like can we do that (laughs) like uh, and then before that the last time i voted was september so what did i say just a reminder it's always a good time to tune tune things out enjoy your life and spread love and acceptance (laughs) you only get one of these that's true you only get one of these blessed things we called life That's That's very unified. That is very unified for sure. That's the kind of shit that I I don't even tweet out like Medicare for all. I don't like the last thing before that was an article I shared: vaccine maker got one billion dollars from taxpayers. Now it's boosting drug prices, and I wrote, "This is America," and it's also sad (laughs) because they got taxpayer money and then they're selling it. Turn around and selling it, right? Right. So just that kind of stuff.
0: Well. So, not to close this up, but yeah, go ahead. No, no, know, no let's do it. Yeah, it's been, been a couple what, of hours. Go ahead. Hour and a half, maybe longer. I don't know. I appreciate obviously you taking the time. Yeah. I think
1: we'll do more. We'll do I think more. we're gonna
0: have to do more because we yeah, have we'll do more. so many more topics. Yeah, that we probably want to talk there's about. There's
1: in the back of my mind, and, and it doesn't have to. I think it could help if this happens, but it doesn't have to. In the back of my mind, I think there is a chance that we do a lot of these because we want to do this. Yeah. We're motivated yeah. about this. Yeah. So I think there could be a lot of just me and you yeah. Um, and just yeah. pick a topic and you can just kind of like talk about it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think the stuff that I've been thinking about going through this process and like what's important and how can I keep this going? It's important. Like we said to just do. And in that sense, my biggest challenge and you said is a challenge for you. Well, it's, I think it's less of a challenge for you or whatever. Finding people who want to talk. Right. I think you can bridge that gap. I think when we talk, it's it's inf- in informative. It's awesome. I love it. So, if we can establish a library where I come here every couple weeks and we can do some episodes, you can find what, you can find some some guests there. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, um, I think if you ask people, they will. So I don't think you need that. But we'll see. I've got a couple.
0: Yeah. I've got a couple kind of already lined up with Chad. Obviously with Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one that I've I'm holding in my back pocket. Uh, Dennis. The, the guy I've always told you about, he's doing a 20-minute podcast right now. Which oh, is, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's called This Well, podcast you can ask him about fail. his path, yeah, maybe. Dude, yeah, that'll be interesting.
0: That man is, is
1: a... Just because someone's failed a bunch at something doesn't mean they don't have a lot of wisdom, right? He's learned a lot from what he's gone through, editing, whatever, like putting together videos. like it's, it's I don't want to say he that. failed. It's mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I <laughs> no. think it's
0: more than that with him. With him, it's more... I see him as a mentor and he always sure. pushes back on me and that. He's like, No, I'm not. I haven't done anything. Like, it's not, you know, this, what I've done is garbage, blah, blah, blah. But every yeah, but time he's... I talk to him, I get that extra little
1: kick of why? That little extra. I think I know why. I why? Because you can see that he is so motivated and loves it. It inspires you. Yes. It's, it's a passion. And that Both passion of us can see that in people. Inf- and we're just infectious. like, Yo, let's
0: go. Yeah. yeah. It can be very infectious. So, sure. anyway, sure. I appreciate, as yeah, yeah. always, you hopping on. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll do more soon. Yeah. To anybody who actually listens to this, I appreciate you going all the way to the end. Peace.